cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. We'll say that Psalm 95 in the place of the Nike. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and is in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known their, my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm for today is Psalm 73, starting on page 428. Truly God is loving unto Israel, even unto such as are of a clean heart. Nevertheless, my feet were almost gone. My treadings had well nigh slipped. Why? I was grieved at the wicked. I do also see the ungodly in such prosperity. For they are in no peril of death, but are lusty and strong. They come in no misfortune like other folk, neither are they plagued like other men. And this is the cause that they are so holden with pride, and cruelty covereth them as a garment. Their eyes swell with fatness, and they do even what they lust. They corrupt other, and speak of wicked blasphemy. Their talking is against the Most High. For they stretch forth their mouth unto the heaven, and their tongue goeth through the world. Therefore fall the people unto them, and thereout suck they no small advantage. Bush, say they. How should God perceive it? Is there knowledge in the Most High? Lo, these are the ungodly, these prosper in the world, and have riches in possession. And I said, Then have I cleansed my heart in vain, washed my hands in innocency. 
All the day long have I been punished and chastened every morning. Yea, and I had almost said even as they, but lo, then I should have condemned the generation of thy children. Then thought I to understand this, but it was too hard for me. Till I went into the sanctuary of God, and understood I the end of these men. Namely, how thou dost set them in slippery places, and casteth them down, and destroyeth them. Oh, how suddenly do they consume, perish, and come to a fearful end. Yea, even as a dream when one awaketh, so shalt thou make their image to vanish, vanish out of the city. Thus my heart was grieved, and it went even through my reins. So foolish was I, and ignorant, even as it were a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I am always by thee, for thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and after that receive me with glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? There is none upon earth that I desire in comparison with thee. My flesh and my clean my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they that forsake thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that are unfaithful unto thee. But it is good for me to hold me fast by God, to put my trust in the Lord God, and to speak of all thy works in the gates of the daughter of Zion. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the sixth chapter, the book of Joshua. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of rams, horns before the ark, but the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass, when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, every man straight before him. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant, and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Proceed and march around the city, and let him who is armed advance before the Ark of the Lord. So it was, when Joshua had spoken to the people, that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets, and the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord followed them. The armed men went before the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard came after the ark, while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. Now Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, Shout, then you shall shout. So he had the ark of the Lord 
circle the city, going around it once. <clears throat> then they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. Then the priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with the trumpets. And the armed men went before them. But the rear guard came after the ark of the Lord, while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. And the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. So they did six days. But it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and marched around the city seven times in the same manner on that day, only they marched around the city seven times. And the seventh time it happened when the priests blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, shout for the Lord has given you the city. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction, it and all who are in it. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all who are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And you, by all means, abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed when you take of the accursed things and make the camp of Israel a curse, and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, that the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep and donkey, with the edge of the sword. But Joshua had said to the two men who had spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house, and from there bring out the woman and all that she has, as you swore to her. And the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brothers, and all that she had. So they brought out all their relatives and left them outside the camp of Israel. But they burned the city and all that was in it with fire. Only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron they put in the treasury of the house of the Lord. And Joshua spared Rahab the harlot, her father's household, and all that she had. So she dwells in Israel to this day, because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Then Joshua charged them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord who rises up and builds this city Jericho. He shall lay its foundation with his firstborn, and with his youngest he shall set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame spread throughout all the country. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus says, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Here begins the 27th verse of the 6th chapter, the Gospel according to St. Luke. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on the one cheek, offer the other also, and from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. 
to give to everyone who asks of you, and from him who takes away your goods do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is it that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore, be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Here ends the second lesson. Benedictus. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of the servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Form the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant. Form the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. In holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. Thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. Give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. 
O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. Thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, who never failest to help and govern those whom thou dost bring up in thy steadfast fear and love, keep us, we beseech thee, under the protection of thy good providence, and make us to have a perpetual fear and love of thy holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger but that all our doings being ordered by thy governments may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. After the deaths of Moses a week ago, this week we read the first six chapters of the book of Joshua, starting Monday with Joshua figuratively assuming the mantle of Moses. On Thursday, the Israelites crossed over the Jordan into the Promised Land. Yesterday, God stopped sending the manna from heaven. In hearing today's reading, it's impossible for someone who's been a Christian parent in the past 30 years not to hear the Cedarmont kid singing, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, and the walls came a-tumbling down. Of course, the purpose of this memorable episode is to emphasize how different life is for the Israelites if they will only trust in the Lord. Such trust is not something that comes easily to them. As they waited to cross the Jordan, Moses, in his valedictory address, chastised them once again. Do not forget how you provoked the Lord your God to wrath in the wilderness. From the day that you departed from the land of Egypt until you came to this place, you have been rebellious against the Lord. Led by Joshua and trusting in the Lord, they fought for Canaan in a very unconventional way. Yesterday morning, the men of Israel were circumcised to renew the covenant that God made with Abraham in Genesis 17. Today, God told Joshua that they would conquer Jericho by marching around the fortified city for six days and then blowing the trumpet on the seventh day. As one commentary wrote, the method of warfare was one that made absolutely no sense according to military intelligence. It required total dependence on God, it required great faith from Joshua because he had to explain and lead the nation in this plan. It required great faith from the elders in the nation because they had to follow Joshua in this plan. The final 18 chapters of Joshua, God continues to give Joshua specific military advice and Joshua's obedience in following that advice is rewarded with success. These final chapters recount how the tribes of Israel conquered Canaan and then were allocated land on both sides of the Jordan. With his work complete, completed, the book ends with Joshua dying at age 110. These military successes were highlighted in Paul's speech in Antioch in the Acts of the Apostles. Last night's reading, Paul recalled that God destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan. He distributed their land to the Israelites by allotment. 
Joshua thus marks one of the high points in the Bible for how obedient the Israelites can be to God and how he consequently rewards that obedience. In the next three verses of Acts, Paul summarized 500 years of biblical history leading up to another high point, the anointing of King David. In the next verse, Paul tells his audience how this history is the basis for the entire Christian faith. David's seed, according to the promise, God raised up for Israel a savior, Jesus. That promise is the promise of Psalm 132. The Lord hath made a faithful oath unto David, he shall not shrink from it. But the fruit of it, thy body I, shall I set upon thy throne. Of course, David's descendant Jesus is the greatest king of human history. This reminds me of the first verse of hymn 545, written by James Montgomery in 1821. Hail to the Lord's anointed, great David's greater son. Hail in the time appointed, his reign on earth begun. He comes to break oppression, to set the captive free, to take away transgression and rule in equity. Today's gospel reading, we get the second of three excerpts from the Beatitudes reported in Luke 6. These passages, the Son of God proves he is un, as unconventional in his commands for social relations as his father was for military affairs. Man to turn the other cheek must have shocked most of his Galilean audience. Jesus calls his followers to go beyond the norms of Jews, Jewish society by loving and helping all those around them. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Or even sinners love those who love you. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Or even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you, for even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back? Of course, this command's no easier for us today to accept in our polarized nation, where our political and journalistic institutions are rewarded for emphasizing and magnifying the hostility between different factions within our society. In his commentary on this passage, N.T. Wright reminds us that this command is not about making a more successful moral and ethical society, but has a much higher purpose. Jesus' point was to inculcate and illustrate an attitude of heart, a lightness of spirit in the face of all that the world can throw at you. And at the center of it is the thing that motivates and gives color to the whole, that you are to be like this because that is what God is like. As a practical matter, those Christians during the last 2,000 years who lived up to this standard also stood out in the culture, bearing witness to the profound, life-changing faith that they have received. In today's society, we are both called to receive that faith, to be an obedient remnant of God's church, to bear that witness to those around us. Now we turn to page 18 of the Book of Common. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, 
that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led in the way of truth, hold the faith and the unity of spirit, the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, whose blessed Son came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, we beseech thee to bless all who, following in his steps, give themselves to the service of their fellow men. Do them with wisdom, patience, and courage to strengthen the weak and raise up those who fall, that being inspired by thy love, they may worthily minister in thy name to the suffering, the friendless, and the needy. For the sake of him who laid down his life for us, the same thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for Chris and Carl for making this worship possible. Thank you, Joel. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you, everyone.